Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, my story of estrangement. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, from Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is, without a doubt, the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues, and this podcast is one step in that journey. Lynn, I I honestly think everybody on the planet should be interviewed by you. I am thrilled to have two very, very special guests with us today. Their names are Sarah and Jake. And Sarah and Jake are from the newly formed Estranged Students Network. I was so pleasantly surprised when they reached out to me, a member of the Estranged Parent Community. And it was such a delight to hear from a group, students who we want to connect with, we want to collaborate with, and we want to understand. So as you know, if you've been with me, I ask each guest to introduce him or herself because they always do it so much better than I can. So can we start with Jake? Jake, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Sure, Lynn. Uh, Hi, everyone. Um, My name's Jake. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders. I am a second year biomedical sciences student at the University of Oxford, uh, particularly within neuroscience. And I was sort of identify myself as estranged come 17 but more formalized around 17 and a half 18. Thank you Jake. Sarah would you introduce yourself to the audience? Yes of course. Hi everyone my name is Sarah and I'm also a university student but I'm studying law at the University of Leicester so I will be going into my final year now and I've also been estranged since I was 18 years old. Thank you Sarah. I'd like to talk about your perspective and close out the personal side before we get back to the estranged students network is there anything that you want to share with the audience about your next steps with your own lived experience your hopes your intentions is there anything that you want to share with the audience and we'll start with jake Thank you. Then I think that's a brilliant point, mate. You know, I I would love to speak more, especially to my grandparents, because they ultimately looked after me for seven months or provided a roof over my head whilst I worked. And I want to reconnect with them more, but I'm just very scared to pick up the phone per se, really, and give them a ring. Um, but I think that 
me where I'm at now, what I would call family is what other people would call friends. You know, I my family is this. I'm like I'm I, I'm a gay man, and this notion of a selected family, like particularly, um, you know, you know, can be very community specific. But I think that also lines with you know a strange students this idea that your family is ultimately this mutual support network in which that you might get that better a better quality support better friendship a better sort of capacity to understand one another during your life with friends and that's why i i arguably say that my family is you know my selected family of course i've got blood family but you know um for example literally today one of my friends from london who's meant to be coming back to oxford next week was just wanted to visit me so he just literally got came here and he's slept over for a couple of nights you know and you know to me that is scary to think that somebody's you know thinking about me and in a positive way and I, that's what i would call family and i want to sort of expand that out to my own family really my blood family so yeah jake you mentioned the term or the emotion scared a couple of times so what if you don't mind me asking what would scare you about making that phone call to your grandparents? I would say one thing's flooding back. I would say another reason would be, you know, the reminders of what happened in the sense of like the relationship with my grandparents before, because my relationship with my grandparents was very healthy. Mm -hmm. And that would scare me in a fact of, you know, why did I become estranged from them? Mm. You know, that's that scares me in the fact of being a selfish person. You know, that 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 would scare me. Instead of, like, what I did was I completely cut them off after I came to, you know, my second term in Oxford. I cut nearly everyone off. Um, well, actually, really, I did cut everyone off. Um, and it would scare me just to reconcile where we just left up that 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 freaks me out in a way you know it, 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 it's yeah it's it's this idea of what could be and mm -hmm. not knowing what could be is frightening to me thank you jake sarah do you want to share what your intentions are in terms of your estrangement and or what you see for the future yeah of course so i think um it's quite similar to Jake, um, but I'll start off by saying that I think in terms of how I feel, I think, so now that I've I've recently, um, so although I'm a student at the University of Leicester, my university have really kindly let me stay in London for my final year, just because my mental health did suffer a lot in Leicester. Mm. And I think like Jake said, a lot of that was because I didn't have my my closest friends around. So I had my university friends, but a lot of the times I really missed my two best friends, Novi and Hamida, who, like Jake said, are my family. Um, I don't really think of my friends as just friends. I think of my friends as my family because they're all I have. And so right now I feel very fortunate for one that I've been able to kind of work my way around this. And I feel like I am at perhaps the happiest moment of my life, which is good. So I think there's a part of me that does and would like to reconcile with the family. Um, 
just kind of being me knowing that you know it would be nice to have a family to kind of have that good relationship come back but then a part of me is also like Jake said I'm scared because right now things are going well and it feels like it's the first yeah. time that things are going well um yeah like I think Jake could relate can relate like sometimes when things are going well you get scared because I don't want to mess anything up or I don't want the feeling of having things work for me go um I don't want it to be short-lived but and so I think right now I'm kind of just focusing on my final year of university, um, bringing my mental health back up to where I'd like it to be because it it did suffer quite a bit during my second year at Leicester, which is why I'm back home in London. And I think perhaps maybe once I'm in a bit of a better place and I feel like things are more stable, then perhaps I'd reach out again. But for now, I think I'm just going to enjoy the peace and stability that I've got which I kind of haven't had before, so. Wow, so you two are very similar places in terms of seeing your friends and your fellow classmates as your family of choice. 100%, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I'm so grateful for them, yeah. Same here. That's that's beautiful. And I hope they all hear this too. They'll be so happy <laughs> to hear this. Oh, it's going to make me tear up. <laughs> oh, oh, they, oh, they, don't, don't, I think everyone's going to be tearing up after they hear our oh. interview. <laughs> you guys are amazing. So I want to go back to the students network. I, I think that it is an amazing idea. And you talked about needing support. Can you tell the audience more about the support that your network provides or plans to provide? Yeah, I'm happy to take this one. Um, so essentially with the Estranged Students Network, I think it, it's, it's very important because it is actually the first of its kind. So like we said, a part of our meeting was just kind of sharing our concerns about how we didn't really know where to go from there, both me and Jake being estranged students, it's quite difficult to access support and guidance as an estranged student. I think thankfully right now it's gaining a bit more, awareness is being raised to the terms, but I do feel like there's not enough. And so the way that we we sort of aim to, aim to work is to be able to provide as much support to students as possible. And thankfully we both come from different universities, so we can actually it's, we can actually hopefully become a, a centralised system for all kinds of universities in the UK and perhaps beyond. So, for example, Jake, being a student at Oxford, has recently been able to help a few Oxford students navigate their own um, university systems, especially with Oxford having the different colleges. He's been able to use his experiences from Lady Margaret Hall to perhaps help someone else, to help someone else at uh, perhaps a different college. Whereas with me, I'm a student at the University of Leicester, so I've got a bit more insight into different because we don't operate on a college-based system and I think a lot of these goals are of are so we've we've have short-term goals so our, in, our, in our in the short run we do aim to increase society's awareness and understanding of these terms that we mentioned previously so estranged independent care experience and care leaver students and I think as we gain more and more support we'll be able to even even more effectively signpost these students to the necessary and appropriate support systems. But I think what's really exciting is actually our long-term goals. So the more that we get support from and organizations and just people willing to lend a hand and share the word, we, so we've already partnered up with, um, for one, we've got bespoke um, consulting company, uh, Graduate Ambitions, which has been really exciting, who's been our first official partner, but we do aim to work in partnership with a multiple, um, 
a range of companies in order to, to provide a diverse support network. And hopefully alongside becoming a centralized system for these students, really um, working to, uh, and this is a quite a big one, it's quite ambitious, but to be able to actually act as legal guarantors for these students, because in the UK, I'm not sure if it's similar in the US, but one issue that I had um, personally as well was when you are looking for somewhere, and this kind of works for student accommodation as well. So when you're looking for a place to live, you need a guarantor, which is usually a parent um, who needs to prove that they're earning over a certain amount. And now students like us don't have that. And so hopefully with more support, we do hope to actually be able to act as legal guarantors for a strange independent and care experienced students. So that would be really good. Those are amazing goals. Thank you, Lynn. Amazing. Jake, <laughs> did you want to add anything to the overall purpose and the support that the Estranged Students Network will provide? I think Sarah hit it on the nail. Uh, <laughs> Sarah's been comes to the publicity and sharing the word and especially you know signposting people you know I, I couldn't do it without Sarah and she's been fabulous in this. I'd Thank say you. that like for example one of the things that I think Sarah can elaborate on what she's mm -hmm. currently doing in regards to like a mentor scheme. Myself, I'm currently looking at um, trying to develop partnerships with, you know, local companies, whether that be retail, whether that be hospitality in um, that have multiple chains across, for example, in the UK um, to help provide um, one of the biggest issues with Australian students is, off, is finances and getting that idea of financial stability mm -hmm. um, and the cost of living and, we really want to be able to get to a point where we can at least support and at most guarantee a potential place of work for a student mm -hmm. at university and also when they um, if they return to a vacation a place of vacation residence um, and if we can for example work with um, retail companies that have supermarkets for example in multiple cities across the UK that could then mean that that uh, student is guaranteed a place to work so that they don't have the issue of, if they're not receiving, for example, bursary funds, they have a fallback in which that they are guaranteed or safe to be employed. That would be another, that's one of the things that I'm personally working on. And Sarah's doing, um, she can probably tell you a little bit more about the mentoring scheme that um, we've been setting up. Oh, I'd love to hear about the mentoring. Yeah, of course. So yeah, Jake's been really busy. Um, Jake does all of the the really interesting finance stuff. I can't do any of that. <laughs> so Jake's been like setting up our charity bank account and everything, which I'm so grateful for and so appreciative for. And so yeah, on my side of things, what me and Jake discussed a few weeks back was actually implementing a mentoring scheme for the long run. And so what we started to do is, well, what I started to do is get the word around to my friends who I know are very, very interested and would definitely be able to support in actually becoming mentors for estranged students. So I think the best, one of the best things about university is the network that you make. And I've fortunately have met so many amazing and really inspirational people who I, who I can see being mentors and becoming mentors. And they're all very passionate and are currently all supporting the estranged students network and, and myself in as many ways as possible as they can, which I'm so grateful for. And so Hopefully soon we will be implementing our mentoring scheme for our estranged independent care experience students. And we just kind of hope for it to be because a lot of a lot of the time loneliness is a big thing at university. And yeah. I think that's a 
especially true for estranged students. And so I think just having someone to kind of turn to, maybe when you don't, you feel like you don't want to burden your friends. And I say burden with quotation. I know you can't see me as well. <laughs> because um, every time I say that, my friends look at me like I'm so silly and they say, don't even say that. But um, sometimes you just want to, maybe you need, you want to speak to someone, someone different, someone new. And it's just nice to feel like, okay, I've got someone has my back, someone I could go to, someone I can ask for, whether that's careers, advice, or just general support. It's just nice to have. This plan sounds remarkable. Thank and you. in fact, I wrote down, I'm, I'm calling it like it, this, this whole life plan. <laughs> you really are thinking about all the components or many of the components that people need, but especially estranged students. So you have the job aspect, you have the mentoring aspect, you have the, the legal considerations, you have the financial. It is just amazing the ideas that, that you've come up with already and it's such a young organization. Do you think that estranged parents and estranged parent groups can, do you see a future in terms of collaborating with estranged parent groups? I, th I think personally, 100%. You yeah. know, estrangement is a two-side minimum process and mm -hmm. you know one of the reasons why Sarah reached out to yourselves is that we want to get as many perspectives as we can we want to be able to understand all sides and all perspectives in which that we can then work to develop in terms predominantly within the student aspect a lot more of the support that we can cater to an individual because how diverse they are, or how similar they are, are not similar to that of parents. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very good for us to understand all sides. And I think me personally, I would, if I can, you know, support in whatever way I can, I'm more than welcome to opening a dialogue or yeah. um, not necessarily, not of between myself and the parents, you know, if the parents wanted, for example, if we got invited to, uh, a sort of a strange parents conversation or discussion group I'm sure me and Sarah would love to go because we can share our experiences and then um, parents could exp express theirs and this two-way dynamic I think makes all of us more knowledgeable about the other side um, and you know estranged parents might be able to also support the network and the network could also mm -hmm. support them. Um, so yeah Sarah what you add on on this one because I think you've got some great ones for this. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, no, I'm literally going to echo what you said. I think it's so necessary that both sides are heard. Like I said before, I think a, a huge part, and it shouldn't be, is that sort of element of blame and embarrassment. And I think the more you, op the more and the sooner that dialogues are open between, and like Jake said, a minimum of two parties. It's not always two parties. It's not always one and two parties i think the sooner dialogues are opened the more people will actually understand how these situations come about and how to hopefully prevent them um yeah i think i would definitely be open that i think that yeah like jake said that's the reason why we actually reached out to you um lynn because when i saw it i found it really interesting because I, ha I haven't seen anything like it before and i think when when you talk about estrangement it's always kind of aimed at students and it's you never really hear the other side and yeah. I think everyone wants to hear the other side, whether that's, as we said, like the estranged or just people learning about what's going on, because now it, it, awareness is being raised about these these categories. And it should be, especially with people applying to jobs and universities looking to support their students in further ways, definitely. 
That is amazing. I'm so looking forward to watching the trajectory of your organization. Is there anything that you want to share with the audience that either I haven't asked you or that you would like to say as we close? Um, I don't have much much outside. I think you answer, you asked really good questions, Lynn. Thank you so much. But I think I would probably just drop our social media handle just in case anyone wants to get in touch or perhaps just check out and keep an eye on what we're doing. So if you're happy for me to do that, Lynn. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's literally just our Instagram page. We're we're very active on our social media. So our, our Instagram page is at the Estranged Students Network, and similarly our LinkedIn is the Estranged Students Network, but we also have a Gmail account now, so you can actually email us directly, and it's um, the Estranged Students Network at gmail.com. So, yeah, any support, yeah, any support would be appreciated. Thank you so much, Lynn. Oh, you're welcome. Do you want to repeat those for the audience just in case they miss that? Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's um, it's the Estranged Students Network everywhere. And if it's an if it's on Instagram, then you've just got to put in the at sign first. And then it's um, at gmail.com for our email. Jake, would you like to add anything as we close? I think um, we've hit the nail on the head there, Sarah. I think the only thing is just to reiterate, we have, fair enough, we're not in a physical door, but metaphorically <laughs> speaking, uh, we do have an open door policy. We do okay. aim to get back to queries within 24 hours. Yeah. And if you have any questions about the network, if you would like to ask and whether how you could support us and um, or engage with us in any way, shape or form, please reach out. We always want to hear from as many people as possible. That is awesome. I just want to say, you know, Jake, you just used the term hit the nail on the head. I just want to say that the two of you have hit my heart in such a beautiful <laughs> and, and I mean that in profound way that I have a much deeper understanding of what it must feel like to be an estranged son, daughter, estranged student. And I may never have had that perspective or the opportunity to have that perspective if it were not for the two of you reaching out to once upon a time to share your story. I am enlightened. I am so passionate about how we can collaborate and hopefully we can collaborate often I have some ideas that I came up with as, as you were talking about your goals, which I would like to share with you offline. But I want to thank you so much for sharing your story, making yourselves and allowing yourselves the vulnerability, um, the honesty, the depth of your responses. There is no way that any book, any other resource other than the two of you could capture the feelings and, and express them in the way ways in which you did. So I want to thank you so much, Jake and Sarah, from the Estranged Students Network. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you so much. I would like to thank Sarah and Jake from the Estranged Students Network for joining me and enlightening all of us about the student journey through estrangement. Next, we have an estranged father who shares his perspective on his family estrangement.
Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement. This is not intended for counseling, therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. Please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement.